Hello and welcome to Sifting Through the Shit. I'm your host, KT. Today's date, September 3rd, 2023. So I had an epiphany this morning. I don't even know why this crossed into my brain. But here's what I come up with. If you are a contributor to the National Rifle Association, henceforth referred to as the NRA, then you are being bamboozled. Why do I say such a thing? Well, think about it, okay? We have the most conservative majority on the Supreme Court that we've had in decades. Yet states like uh, Illinois and New York and California are still passing gun restriction laws. Not to mention all the gun restriction laws that are already on the books. And I was thinking to myself, you know, who would have the funding to challenge these laws up to the Supreme Court? Well, the NRA would. Think about all those dues you've been paying for all these years. So why wouldn't they? Why would, I, I mean, because as far as I'm concerned, if I'm sitting there as the NRA and my issue is, you know, getting back to constitutional um, shall not be infringed upon, I'm going to challenge every freaking gun law out there, no matter what it is, from a tax to, you know, a, a uh, stock or, you know, a handheld or whatever they got. Every freaking one of them need to be challenged. And that would happen the day after Amy Comey Barrett got not, or not nominated, sworn in. But it didn't. And here's why. You see... If they did, if they challenged every gun law out there, eventually the Supreme Court would establish what we all know shall not be infringed upon means just that. You cannot deny a citizen of the United States their right and ability to own, possess, and carry a firearm. Number two, baby, it's pretty fucking clear. So, if they heard so many cases and all these cases were overturned in the Supreme Court, basically nullifying every stupid little gun law out there, eventually it'd get to the point where they would say, well, you know what, we, we've lost this battle. But when you've taken away that battle, then what use is there for an NRA? There's, it's no longer a necessity. There's no longer funds coming in to pay for all those people doing whatever it is that they do. And same goes for the other side. They'll never completely take away our guns because there's no freaking money in it. And I think you're going to find that this is true for a lot of the right you know, parentheses, rights that we debate and fight for every day that are clear, in my opinion, on the Constitution. These people are profiting from what's already your God-given right. So what's the alternative? I don't know. But I'll tell you this, giving money to the NRA you might as well be flushing it down the toilet.
You know, this is part of the Great Awakening. This is waking up. You know, when I think back when uh, Trump was president, we had all these legal battles with people not wanting to, um, not wanting to make a cake for a gay couple, and how the press twist those stories around. You know, if you do your research on that case, I think it was in Indiana, that a cake shop was sued by a gay couple for not not selling them their wedding cake is the way the, uh, the press portrayed it, which was not true. The bakery said, we'll be happy to sell you any of these cakes that are on the shelf right here, but we will not make you a specific cake for your gay wedding. We won't do it. But you're more than welcome to buy any of these. Or, better yet, you're more than welcome to go to another fucking cake shop in town and buy your cake there. But no, you won't do that because you're so freaking offended. Or, here's a better idea, and this is the true American way, why don't you start your own cake shop and sell exclusively to gay couples? I wouldn't have a problem with that. That's your God-given right. You know, I, it's so frustrating. I see all these people whining and crying about big corporations. Ah. Well, you know what? This is America. What's stopping you from going out and creating a competitive market to whatever your bitch is about these corporations? Whether it's wage or a monopoly. I can't tell you the number of companies that start up real small and they get bought out by the big companies for many times what they're worth just to shut them down so the big companies don't have a or have a monopoly. And I'll bet you a dime to a dollar all these little wine asses out here crying about this stuff would sell out to the big corporations too. Now, I will say this. The big corporations have a way to put you out of business if you don't comply as well. Prime example. Many years ago, there was a Van Dray's furniture store up in Petoskey, Michigan. And I cannot think of the other large, larger corporation, Van something, um, furniture store, told them, you're going to sell us this building, and we're going to take over your market, or we're going to build the building right across the street and sell our shit so low that you won't even be able to compete. And so if you are truly a person who is anti-large corporation, are you willing to put your money where your mouth is? Are you willing to spend more to keep that small business in, in business? I do it all the time. Granted, it's also out of convenience. A prime example is there's a hardware store family-owned, going on three generations, right down the road from where I work. 
I could save a buttload of money going out to Menards, Home Depot, Lowe's, Walmart, and getting my supplies. But I'd spend my precious time and gas money getting there. Not to mention, I know that if I don't give this local company my support, they're not going to be around. So, you know, keep that in mind. I don't, I don't buy gas from large companies. I don't buy my groceries from large companies. In fact, I've not set foot in a Meyer or a Walmart. I couldn't even tell you how long. And when I do, it's mostly because I'm in a location that I'm not familiar with the smaller markets. Um, like when I travel up to the Eastern UP for work, I will go into Walmart up there because I don't know where there's a smaller grocery store that I could get what I'm looking for. But when I'm at home, nope. I don't do the Walmart. I don't do the Meyer. I really don't do the Meyer because fuck Meyer, fuck Pete Meyer, and what he did to Donald Trump in 2020. Or was it 2018? Anyhow, it doesn't really matter. Meyer is dead to me. I will never buy anything from Meyer unless I'm absolutely that desperate, which I just can't imagine a case where I would be. So, in short, put your money where your mouth is. If you're donating to these causes, think about what the cause is really about. You know, I don't donate to, um, to political campaigns. You know, it's, an, <laughs> it's funny because the day after you win the election, and you go back into uh, campaign mode again. You don't hold up any of your promises. And that's why it's, it's funny. Right now I'm watching Yellowstone. The uh, I don't know what season. It's the latest season. And John Dutton has become the governor of Montana. And he walks past an office. And there's probably a dozen people in there. And uh, he's asked his personal assistant. He's like, what are those people? Oh, those are your uh, policy uh, she say it policy advisors it's like well who do they advise policy for well you sir he's oh well then he turns around and walks in there and he's like so what uh what policies are we looking at today and the head guy is like well we're looking at uh, uh doing some solar um you know we're, we're we're going to donate you know, 2,100 acres for solar. And he's like, really? Interesting. Okay, what else are we doing? Well, we're, we're going to deny this uh, this lease for this gas company to drill because, you know, they're killing all these little gopher things that live in, this, in the hills. And he's like, well, what's the solar going to do to them little gopher things? Well, what are you talking about? We, we've done studies. It's not going to affect them at all. He goes, but... You have to remove the bushes which they live in, right? Well, yeah, but we've done the study. He goes, I don't care what study you supposedly have done. And basically, he fired all 12 of them on the spot. 
that would be me if I ever became governor. They Well, first off, they'd have me killed before I even was able to get sworn in. I promise you that. And I'm already setting these kind of precedents with being on a school board. I, I don't play by the rules that have been set for decades because obviously those rules are not working for us. I had, speaking of the school board, so you'll remember a few episodes back, I discussed um, a book that an eighth grader checked out of our middle school. Well, we had an open house at the school recently, and uh, I happened to wander into the middle school library. And there was a young woman there who I spoke with for a few minutes, and, you know, just, it, it was, I'm going to say by the grace of God that I walked in and spoke with this young woman. Because she's like, yeah, she's like, you know, I'll be honest. She goes, the, because our, our school library works with our, our uh, village library. Because our school library is small. I mean, I, our total student count for all K through 12 is less than 500 students. In fact, to give you an idea how small this community is, the kindergarten class the day before this open house was 14 students. The day of the open house, they got three more, and they were just excited. 17 students, and they're excited about it. If I recall, my kindergarten class had at least 15 students, and there was two of them. And that was, you know, in a bigger city with multiple elementary schools. So, anyhow, this woman and I are chit-chatting, and she's like, yeah, she's like, the director's really nervous. She's, she's on pins and needles because there was rumor that there was a book that was found that was inappropriate, and nobody's talked to her about it, and she doesn't really know what's going on with it, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean nobody's talked to her about it? I addressed this. I'm the one who brought this up in the school board meeting. And nobody said boo to her about it? No, she doesn't know what book it is or, you know, what the context of it was. And, you know, we don't have time to read every book in here. I'm like, I get that. And I, I don't expect you to have to read every book in here. But then she tells me, she's like, you know, we have an adult section. And I'm like, what? You, we have a what? This is a school. Why do we have an adult section in the school? And then she tells me, oh, there was an advanced reader who liked Stephen King novels. And I don't have as big a problem with Stephen King. You know, that's a rated adult for the horror. But it's still adult, and it does not belong in our schools. If, you want your, if you're okay with your child reading a Stephen King novel, have them go to the local library, the public library. They're not going to be able to check it out in my school. And you could call that book banning all you want. I don't give a shit because it's just like, are we going to call movie banning? You know, if you don't let your chi your kid go in and watch the latest John Wick movie by themselves. They have a PG-13. And I think you have to be 17 to go in as an adult to these movies. It's the same damn principle. So don't say that I'm book banning. I'm not book banning. I'm prioritizing. And this shit's got to stop. So anyhow, 
I had told her that Friday, and I missed my date, I'm going to have to go in this week and talk to this woman before we have a special school board meeting to address the uh, leaving of our superintendent. I'm going to have to go in and talk to this woman and get things straight with her and have her understand what exactly was said, what exactly the issue is, and how we plan to address it in the future. But I'm quite blown away that nobody said anything to her. I was assured that this was going to be looked into, and it never was. Imagine that. So God bless. Have a good day.